Hello and welcome to Waypoint, a podcast for fish. Yes, it's for fish. I was just Incredible. thinking seahorses. I was seriously just looking seahorses. Well, seahorses are, seahorses are fish. fish. Yes, they yeah, are. Yeah, I know. I just, I just okay, so it's for both of them. Perfect. Like <laughs> seahorses, f you can feel included by me, Julian. I'm the game master. And I'm Sanya. I play Charlotte. And I'm Vio. I play Moon. I'm Mimi and I play Max. After all this time, still, it's yes. incredible. And has you have actually you're the only one who has never played anything else. That is on true. This podcast so far. It's why really I make funny. this joke every time. Until you actually run like an intermission arc. Oh yeah, yeah, I will. I will at some point. I mean, just to part the curtain a little bit, Mimi is for for our friend group at least the um, the eternal DM or GM, mm. <laughs> just always. So it's very funny too to see them actually being able to play a char one character for a stretch of time. Yeah, mm. yeah well, Julian and it. I are both eternal uh, GMs. Yeah, we're both yes. the eternal game masters. Yeah, which is <laughs> kind of cool to be in the same friend group because then we do get to play now and again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are two eternal really game nice. masters, one of them gets to play. And just really quickly before we get started, there's an event going on right now on Twitter and on the Connected website called March Masksness which is like this big crossover event between our podcast and a lot of other superhero-themed masks podcasts with like, like Protean City is in there, if you know that one. There's Otherware, there's Moon Harbor Extended. There's a lot of stuff going on there. And there's this big bracket where basically you get to vote for which superhero wins in certain challenges. And all three of our main cast are in there. As is Willoughby Crowley from a first intermission arc, who I play. At this point, when the episode goes up, round one is almost over. And basically the only person you still get to vote for is Max. So do that. Max is going to be up this week on Tuesday. So like pretty much immediately after this episode comes out. So if you're an early listener, check out the website. It has the dates on it. That's March Masksness. There's an S after the mask. Don't forget that one. Just search it up, you'll find it. And check it out on Twitter as well, that's at MarchMasksness. Either way, uh, we're back for probably the finale of this second story arc of ours. You, uh, oh, mm, what happened last time? I can't remember. I blew up. Oh, oh yeah, not right. Yet. <laughs> not yet, you still have a few seconds. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just running towards a, a, blow, a building that's about to blow up. <laughs> yes, yes. I can I can tell you exactly where we left off, actually. Uh, silly old me, I have that in my notes. What? I actually have like a little paragraph to lead us into it. Oh no, I'm so scared. Inside the board game factory, Brainwave and Ecstatic still in the door, with a subtle hiss, the flames spread from the engine to the oil barrels. Starbolt is caught in the moment, the microseconds passing at a snail's pace to her accelerated senses. As the fire passes and ignites the flammable liquid inside, she can see the flames spreading, flowering into explosive bloom, coming closer and closer to her, and to Locksmith beneath her. Run, run. I'm gonna say that with the speed things are happening now, even as a speedster, I'm gonna pull a hard move on you and make you take a powerful blow before anything else happens. Yes, I do understand that. 
roll plus conditions. <laughs> you roll 2d6 and add your conditions to it. With this roll, you have to roll as l low as possible. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you have one condition, so that's a plus one, basically. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and don't do what Mimi did. Oh, last of course, of course. Okay, what do we got? I rolled a six and a four. Uh, oh. Plus Great. one Perfect. is 11. Uh-huh. Not quite as bad as me. <laughs> On a 10 plus, you get to choose one. Okay, I'm I'm torn between uh, remove myself from the situation or lose control of my powers. Mm -hmm. But I think in that uh, situation, remove myself from the situation would make more sense, and I just pass out. Okay, yeah. Starbolt passes out, and we're gonna shift focus to the other two characters uh, without really telling you what's happening over there. Okay. So from the perspective of brainwave and ecstatic. Uh, at the entrance of the building, you suddenly see, like, the windows bursting outward and the heat of flames coming at you. But it's far away enough that you have a chance to react to it. So I have a few questions. Yes. Um, the other three, are they far behind us or directly behind us? I'm gonna say they're far enough behind you that they don't need to be saved currently. Okay. Um, then... I, it blows the windows out, you said. Um, yes. Like, we're basically standing directly in front of the door, right? Yes. I, I would assume that you're either directly in front of the door or that you are already in the doorway. Because then what I think I would do um, would be to basically use the door, which I assume is metal, mm -hmm. to shield us from debris and maybe fire uh, by basically um, putting it right in front of us with... Just a bit of distance in case it gets really hot so we don't get burned. Okay. I'm gonna say that could either be, again, take a powerful blow, or it could be defend in the sense of defending Moon hmm. from from the attack or from the explosion. I'm gonna say this is more of a take a powerful blow, I think. Yep. So uh, you also get to roll to take a powerful blow, plus conditions. And I get away scot-free. <laughs> Yay! No. <laughs> <laughs> Nay. It depends on what Max is doing. So if Max that is on, a on what five Max plus my one condition, that's a six. Okay. Nice. So on a miss, you stand strong, mark potential as normal, and say how you weather the blow. So uh, you you shut the doors with your powers and like pull on them uh, with all your strength. You get to mark potential, and uh, yeah, what happens? Yeah, I think what happens is that we can hear some of the debris uh, just clanging against the door and mm -hmm. maybe uh, the door getting hot but still being far away from us so we don't get burned and um, just see uh, around us the carnage that happened. Yes, you're also absolutely aware that Charlotte did run in there. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. Like just uh, a couple, like for you, like three or four seconds ago. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so you're in front of the building now, you shut the doors, and actually, I'm gonna say, because this wave of heat and pressure came against the door, and it's very hot right now, it's gonna be, like, slightly harder to open it now yeah, than it would have been before. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, like, slightly welded shut. Yeah, you see uh, glass shards all around you, the team members of Locksmith behind you, and Excavator immediately as soon as the wave which made her tumble as well 
uh, notices that the immediate danger seems to have passed, but not completely because you can see through the windows that there's fire everywhere inside there. She gets down on her knees and uh, touches the brick ground beneath her. So her skin takes on the same brick appearance and she makes a run for the door. Like running towards it to stop and open it or running towards it to smash it in? Running towards it to smash it in. She runs with her shoulder forward. I think I get out of the way of that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I also step aside and uh, I tell Moon, please check on Charlotte, check on Charlotte. What, what do you get from inside? I would like to do a uh, telepathic sweep and just, I assume yeah. I just maybe got like a spike of fear and terror and then uh, there was an explosion. But can yeah, I'm going to say now? roll and unleash your powers because you extend your senses here. Yeah. Four, five, six, seven. With a plus freaks, that's a yeah. seven. On a seven to nine marker condition of the GM will tell you how the effect is unstable or temporary. I'm going to say you uh, try to like uh, extend your senses inside the building and something you immediately notice is that there, it's, it's similar to what you had before, which was this feeling of getting the emotions from someone's dream. You get that for Charlotte now too. So while you have been, while you are pretty sure now that Charlotte isn't dead, you get the feeling that Charlotte isn't conscious either. And I'm going to say you mark a condition based on that. I am thinking between afraid for Charlotte mm -hmm. and guilty because I basically sent her in there because I was just, just running ahead. Guilty seems pretty valid to me. Yeah, actually. I'm going to mark. It's just guilty. a guilt day. Yeah. Wasn't someone else also guilty? Me. Also, just in case it, uh, you got a very big wave of gratitude and pride from Moon when you stopped, well, her from being blown up. So, <laughs> just, just, just you know. Okay, she's alive. She's alive. Oh God, she's alive. Uh, but she's not conscious. Just dreaming or just unconscious. I, I can't quite tell. But she's alive. I, I don't know how, but she's alive. That's enough for now. Um, what, what about Gail? Did I get her in the sweep as well? Same thing from Gail. Gail also seems to still be holding on. But as uh, Excavator rams her shoulder into the door and like breaks it open, you get another like wave of heat coming out of the building, like slightly blowing her back. She she doesn't let that really stop her, but you can feel like shit's bad in there. Even if they are still alive, chances are they won't be for long. Oh, shit. Um, I'm gonna shout to Excavator, turn part of yourself into metal, then I can pull you out if you need it. But metal conducts heat much better than stone. Just just, just yeah. a bit, just a bit. Can you just make like a, like your, your torso metal or like a belt shape in your skin metal or something like that? She uh, puts her finger up and like knocks on her head, which has been metal all along. <laughs> and it's like, don't worry, just pull me by my head. Oh, right. that doesn't seem safe. Ouch. She can take it. The other two from the team seem to be kind of conflicted in wanting to help, but also like not having superpowers that would be in any way useful in this situation. <laughs> Get help. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh. And they both run away and try to find someone to help. There's actually some people who have left buildings a little bit further away because like a lot of this area was evacuated 
but people are coming in from further away now that the threatened bomb appears to have gone off. Um, we are in the we, we are the docks, right? You're still in Riverside, but you're basically like uh, the furthest away from the docks you can get there in like no. a small industrial district. Okay. Are there any kind of vehicles around here, like delivery vans or like a a lorry or something? Sure, all sorts of. There's cars, there's delivery vehicles on all sides of the road. Max, what do you think? I can, I mean, I, I can definitely get one of these vans moving and that would protect us from the heat. And if we can drive in there and get Charlotte and, and Gail just in the back, then we don't have to send anyone else in there alone. Yes, that makes sense. Can you send me where you felt them so I can maybe clear a path? Uh, can I? Uh, where in the warehouse did I? I, I just uh, around here, the middle. It's somewhere directly in the middle of the warehouse. Pretty much in the middle. Okay, you start doing that, and I'll get one of the vans. And Moon rushes off to uh, jumpstart one of the vans with right. their ADN technology. All right, then roll for that. Do I? What do I roll? Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna call this an unleash your powers. Okay. In this situation. Because, like, that is one of your powers. Yeah, aid technology. technology. That's another six plus one. <laughs> That's another seven. <laughs> okay. You manage to basically boot up this this delivery vehicle. Uh, you get behind the window of it. And it's basically already pointed at, uh, which you saw when you got here, like a large set of double doors actually meant for vehicles to enter and leave this warehouse building. So you get the feeling that you can uh, absolutely just drive at that and it should it should budge and open up to you. But... I don't know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Max, I'm just... This is a big car. These are very puny doors. I'm just going to ram through them. So take cover, I guess. And Moon hits the accelerator and just tries to ram the doors open. Okay, yeah, you you drive in and you manage. The car is strong enough to ram the doors open. There's like a chain link holding it tight, but it ha it is no match for the force of a delivery vehicle. And you drive it inside. And just in the moment where you break open the doors, like you have another opening for the fire inside and the flames strike the window and extend around the vehicle. You can see them through all of the glass. Everything is a world of oranges and reds and small little bits of board game pieces <laughs> uh, melting to the side of the car. You drive inside and like a few seconds after you manage to get the car in inside of the flame storm, it just gives up. It goes out. <sighs> Thank God. I was my my thought while you were describing that was like oh shit, I could warn excavator what I was doing. It would be so bad if I just hit ex excavator with my car <laughs> because we couldn't communicate because she's still a metalhead. But okay. uh, you also don't don't like directly know why it turned off. Like uh, it shouldn't have, but something must have gone wrong. So I'm still inside the. A warehouse, but just a few meters in, nowhere near the middle. Yeah, you're ba the vehicle is basically halfway inside. Good enough. You managed to clear a path inside. That much for sure. Yeah. Um. Max, what are you doing? I turn around to excavator and say, "So I'm oh, going to pull." 
Excavator is inside, yes. Okay, I th- might not have thought that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Excavator rammed in the door and ran inside okay, immediately. Okay, um, then I'm going to not go in, but go near the entrance and try to pull the car out. Okay, so you basically walk over from like the door entrance to the vehicle entrance yeah. where Moon is and try to pull the car back. Yeah, how far um, is Moon away? Halfway, you said? Moon, the car with Moon is halfway inside of the building. Okay. Yes. I mean, I, I think uh, which is bad because you haven't gotten the back half of it in yet, but it's good because you haven't gotten the fuel tank in yet. Okay. Also, the uh, so I'm not like halfway between yeah. the wall of the warehouse and where Charlotte is. The car is just stuck like inside, basically like yes, halfway exactly. in halfway. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to uh, pull the car out. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, because everything here is happening with quite a lot of speed and because the uh, <laughs> you haven't noticed that yet, but I'm going to say if Max goes over to the car and looks at it from like all angles, Max does notice that like the flames that went over the car as it broke down the door, there is like a little bit of flame on the back of the car too. Uh, like there's like this this cover this like cloth covering to the back of it which has caught fire slightly, and that might spread to something more dangerous. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say this is, like, something that needs a bit of haste. Yeah. Don't let it, it explode again. I'm going to say this is an Unleash Your Powers okay. as well. Lots of Unleash Your Powers is in this fight. Almost as if superpowers are useful in a fight. Yeah, but, like, you can use your superpowers for all the other things, too. Yeah. I will provoke the fire into stopping. That is exactly a seven, only mm-hmm. because I have a plus two and freak. All of those sevens on Unleash Your Powers today. Aren't you running out of ideas yet? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm just going to extend the, the issue I've already brought up. You do manage to pull Moon back together with the vehicle. As you do, you notice that the fire does spread to the fuel tank. While I'm still inside the car. Yes. Oh, and shit. And not aware of the fire situation. I mean, I feel like Moon would know pretty quickly from my thoughts. Why yes, are you afraid that is suddenly? True. Oh, f- <laughs> oh shit! So that's uh, that's how I will call the situation unstable. I will get out of that car as fast as I can. You get out of the car, and like you can notice from what you see in Max's mind, and just from like in general, that the car is about to blow up, and that you gotta get away from it fast. Which I will say is another take a powerful yeah. blow, actually. <sighs> Please don't be a... Oh, oh, oh no, you know what? Another six, roll of a six would be really, really good right now. Yeah, rolling really low. It also is a six! Potential. <laughs> okay. And so you don't have, have any conditions? conditions. Yeah, I have a... Do- yes, I do. I have a guilty condition because... Oh, right. Okay, so it's a seven. It's On a, a seven, seven to nine, choose one. Um, uh, you lo- lash out verbally, provoke a teammate to foolhardy action or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition. You give ground, your opposition gets an opportunity, the opposition being the fire in this situation. Yeah. And you struggle past the pain, mark two conditions. I would say giving ground in the way that I'm not running towards the fire, but um, because I'm running away from the about to explode vehicle i'm maybe running to the side of the entrance or something and not getting basically getting farther away from charlotte in the process i'll i'll let that count okay just basically as uh, as always with take a powerful blow you do take one condition mm. if you if you uh miss if you don't miss basically so you do get to mark one condition as you do that as well okay so i'll take the afraid condition <laughs> yeah that makes sense 
you stumble away from the burning building towards Max, basically, who's also away. The burning building has extended into a burning fuel-covered driveway as oh, well shit. now. So in your fight against the fire, the fire is currently in the lead. So I'm, uh, I I've run outside again, or am I still inside the building just... I ga gathered from what you said that you ran back to Max, so you're, like, on the side of the road now okay. in front of the building. Okay. Are there a lot of people around at this point? Not a lot, but some are coming closer. I assume they're just, like, civilians. Yes, from the looks of it. Um, I tell Moon to keep them away from the fire and get them out of the area. Okay. What about Excavator? I can't, I can't feel her at all. I mean, I... She's still a metalhead, but I, we haven't heard anything. It sounds like an insult. <laughs> yeah, it is in Moon's mind. It's just so, it's like it's like if you if you are in a group with someone and you just put in earphones and totally ignore them. That's that's not polite. <laughs> to me, it sounds like a fan of Metallica. Yeah, that too. Okay, maybe you can can you get a sense of where she is with like, can you sense her metal or something? I'll try to get these civilians away. I yes, mean, I'll I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. But you can feel that Max is very, very worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's no time to discuss this. So Moon runs towards the civilians and will try yes. to um, make them keep the distance and say, like, yes. call the fire department. There's still someone stuck inside. Does anyone have useful yeah. powers? Stuff like that. Let's do let's do Mac, the Max situation first. What are, what are you planning to do? Um, yeah, I'm not sure I can really feel um, whether the metal is part of a human or not, but I might be <laughs> able to feel something moving, maybe. Mm -hmm. you, you, you could. I'm going to say this is, this is probably closest to an assess the situation. I'm going to say you can also learn other things from it, atop from just where where uh, Excavator currently is. Yeah. So uh, roll and assess the situation. That's plus superior. Max should have good superior, Yeah, right? but I think guilty... Yeah, it gets yeah. a minus two, so it's basically okay. whatever I roll. <laughs> All right. Cancels my superior out. That's a three. Oh, shit. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> this This situation is something, huh? Um, Take potential. Uh, you mark potential. Uh, that much happens for sure. And I'm gonna say, like, you, you feel around. You've had a lot of luck in recent times because you mentioned before how Max focuses more on the electric yep. aspect of her powers than on the metallic aspect. And you had a lot of, like, really great situations where under pressure, your powers did exactly what you wanted them to, exactly when you needed them to. And that makes it incredibly frustrating and, like, devastating in this situation where it's literally life or death. And your powers just don't do that thing you want them to do. They just, they're just not refined enough. It's just something you can't do yet. Yeah. And I'm going to say you mark a condition based on that. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to mark angry because nice. I'm angry at Charlotte for just running in. Mm -hmm. I'm kind it's... of angry at the other team because they got us involved and I'm angry at myself mm -hmm. because I can't do what I want. Yeah, okay. That that works. That works. But what you do uh, manage, even if you didn't manage to locate Excavator with your powers, is you hear a shout from inside over the noise of the fire, which you're pretty sure is from Excavator, who's shouting, I need help in here! Oh, shit. So I don't know where exactly she is. No. 
it is a pretty large warehouse, but it is still a warehouse. So there is a certain degree of if you walk around long enough, you'll find her, which is just kind of hindered by all the fire everywhere. Yes. So inconvenient. So, so rude of the fire. I think I'm going to do something very stupid now. Okay, yeah, perfect. That's what I wanted. <laughs> Basically, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go in there and just mm. um, get all of the metal out of the way directly in front of me and try to basically clear the way until I find Excavator and the others. Okay, before you do that, quickly, what happens with Moon? <laughs> Moon is running over to, to the people to sort of stop them. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of, your, of a role you want to make this because I'm not sure if just telling people don't run into the b burning building is something that requires a role. Mm -hmm. This was mostly a, okay, I don't know how I can help in this situation, but I'm good with people, so I'll do that, I guess. <laughs> Prevent anyone else from being stupid. As like you run over there, you notice and recall that that's essentially also what uh, the other two from the other team were doing. Uh, as you run up to the group, you see that the manager with his paper bag on top of his head, which thankfully hasn't caught fire, uh, is, is talking to some of the people that have gathered and is essentially coordinating them already to like call for help and to stay back to a certain extent. And the other one of the team, salesman, notices that you're coming closer and basically like jogs in your direction. And as you come there, says, what are you doing here? This is all going wrong. Every, everything is going wrong. I don't know what to do. Can, uh, is there anyone here that can help? Like water powers, a fire extinguisher. I don't care. Just we need help. Listen, the only bit of ability that I have is that I can convince people pretty easily. And our team has like two people with useful powers in a conflict situation. And they're both inside out there. One is unconscious and the other one is calling for help. And just Max just ran in there and I... I... I wish I could help them. But you... I've seen you do wild stuff with technology. The little I knew you, you can speak to people in their minds. I'm assuming you maybe have other mind powers as well. You'll find a way. Like, we have someone who can turn into shit and someone who can make locks. And we've managed to deal with most situations, even though, like, they had nothing to do with anything. I, I can't talk to fire and I can't just throw technology at it. I... No, but you have a friend in there who needs your help. Yes. And a team that doesn't work together, he, he looks around at, like, the one person that's here and the two that are in the fire that he can't even really say anything about is kind of doomed. If you're not gonna help, I don't know who will. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Are there any more delivery trucks? Or stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, there's a lot. I will drive another fucking car in there. This is the yeah. only thing that has worked so far. Now there is a big hole. The driveway is also open again. So, yeah. uh, yes. Give me another. Unleash your powers. Or you, do, you know what? You can make this a defend for Max. Yes. Okay. Oh, no. I would prefer it to be an unleashing my power, but... <laughs> just Unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> if I roll a six again, I'm going to be so... Oh, hold on. My dice are trying to flee. It is a fucking six again! Oh, oh no. 
Wow. Uh, hmm. You do know that you are allowed to roll two d6, right? Yes, and definitely like <laughs> every okay, single cool. possible combination to get a six, <laughs> and then a four, and a two, a five, and a one. Now there are two threes. I wish, I wish this was a system where we had luck points, where you could just spend the luck and get a success. That would be nice. Uh, it is a system where you can use team points to help each other when you stick together. That is yeah. true. I, that is something you can do here. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. I totally didn't think of this as a fight, but it is a fight. Just not against a It's not just person. a fight. Like in any situation, you can help each other with help. Oh. With a team pool. That's what it's there for. Can uh, I... Or you can act selfishly and shift your conditions to make things work better. But I think in this situation, it would be slightly hard to argue how you work selfishly by defending someone. Yeah, just I am, I'm selfishly going, run, going to run into danger to, to help my friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to cut over to Max again real quick mm-hmm. before we resolve what yep. happens with you. So I would also think this might be a defend, actually, because you're trying to like yeah. help help excavator yeah, b- before we do that i also have a question mm-hmm. does this count as a sacrifice that helps me absolve my guilt uh yes i would say i would say that counts you're definitely doing something foolhardy <laughs> to help the people you feel guilty about currently okay yes that makes sense thank you at least i have only one <laughs> condition now yay yes uh savior huh, plus one that's not too bad so let's see if this is another six. This is a ten. Oh, oh yay. Yay. a good roll. That's good awesome. Yes. Did me running towards the group count as running away and clearing my afraid condition? I mean, you didn't really run away. You were yeah. ordered to go away and do something. Yeah, okay. Worth a try. Anyway, back to cheering. Max yes. Yes. succeeds. Max. Finally, someone does. Max succeeds in defending. You, you summon a, a rage deep within you driven by your powers malfunctioning before and uh, if you can you can describe what happens if you want to but i imagine it just as like pulling like engines out of the way with like raw uh, yeah. emotional energy i feel like this is the typical moment of fuck subtlety because it didn't work before mm. so i'm just ba- basically going to power through it, brute force through it I'm thinking with brute force magnetism powers, I'm always thinking of like how Toph uses her uh, metal bending yep. in Avatar. Kind of which like is just that. like full fist in and pulling the shit apart. Like you you, you get the, some, uh, you, you definitely feel the heat rising as you power towards the center of this burning building. And while you don't really have a, an idea of where Excavator is, you know that where Excavator was headed is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So you make your way there. And what you see really quickly is it's not as dense in here as you might have feared. Like there's a lot of industrial equipment in here. And as you make your way inside, you hear another like smaller explosion somewhere in the back from something else that managed to had its fuel source combust at this point. But there's a lot of wide open spaces in here that make it a lot easier to look around. And as a result, you see the central engine and you see like a shimmer of green and gold on top of it uh, that you recognize as the Starbolt costume. And close to it on the ground, you see Excavator on her knees at this point, basically, uh, a fist on the ground. And you can see that there's cracks forming in the brick material of her, ha- uh, of her arm uh, from the heat. Yeah, this is a tough situation. Um, <laughs> so... What I'm thinking is that I might try to 
magnetized excavator towards the entrance, mm-hmm. as well as the entire engine that uh, Charlotte is lying on. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say you you can can do one at a time. Yes. So I would call it a defend either way. Yes. Because you're trying to save someone from danger. Yes. You managed to get close enough now, thanks to your previous role, that you that you definitely are close enough to do it. So roll me another defend. This is where we're doing all the rolls for this arc. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, um, before I got the 10, I think, mm-hmm. which means I also get one of the extra things from down below. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 yeah. You could On a hit, you keep them safe pool, and choose one. Um, yeah, yeah. Take influence over someone you protect or clear a condition. Yes. I'm going to say, like, you through running in, you already cleared a condition, but I'm going to say you can clear an additional condition. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I feel like I'm too concentrated now to be angry, <laughs> too focused. Mm. Or maybe unleashing your anger in a physical way maybe. yeah you constructively uh, unleash yeah. your anger on the equipment yes i'm going to try to get the engine out first because i mm, feel like okay. excavator might still be able to hold out a little longer than charlotte and well i guess max also assumes that uh, somewhere there um gail would be mm, yes uh, the 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 machine is very large so I'm assuming that what you're trying to do is like pull off a part of it that they're on top of right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and not like the entire burning fuel-covered engine. And I'm also going to um, just basically shoot a quick thought at Moon that uh, they know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm going to say uh, roll me a defend. Yep. That was freak. No, savior. Savior. So that's an eight. Yes. An eight. So on a seven to nine, it costs you expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna combine that with something from uh, with Moon's bad roll from before, uh, which I, I was, was gonna bring in anyway. I forgotten about that one. No, I had not. I was waiting for the right moment. Uh, so <laughs> you you gather all the magnetic energy left in you after your uh, after your heroic entrance, and pull at the engine. Like, even try to put the magnetic elements of the Starbolt costume and pull them onto the engine so uh, Charlotte doesn't fly off of it. And you pull with all your force, and it flies, basically, it, it, it is detached. It flies over your head. You look at it, like, flying beyond you, and as you turn around, you notice that a car is driving directly towards you. Okay, that was just, are you just, <laughs> did you just throw a giant metal frisbee at me? In a car. Uh, No, the frisbee flies over the car, but the car does hit Max. Max, take a powerful blow. Oh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) damn. Well, at least you are free of conditions right now, so you can survive this. That is true. That is Mm. true. So maybe... That is a six. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Two threes. Great. I'm getting all the potential today. (laughs) And you don't get hit. I mean, you do get hit. It just doesn't hurt you. Moon in uh, in uh, surprise and shock accidentally tapped the accelerator a bit more than than they wanted to, and suddenly there's Max in front of them, and bam. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good roll. So <laughs> you uh, turn around as you throw that bit of metal over the vehicle, and you realize what happens fast enough that you can respond. So you can say however you yeah. manage to not uh, take too much damage from getting hit by a I car. I think I'm just going to instinctively try to stop the car with my magnetic powers. Okay. 
this is fun. Okay, uh, you uh, basically push your arms towards the car, <laughs> I assume, and like stop it right in front of you. And as you do so, you basically let go of the piece of metal that Charlotte and Locksmith are on, which results in it falling down basically like on the, it, it, like what the car Moon was driving in was a pickup truck and it basically lands right on the back of the pickup truck. Nice. May I <laughs> the say- bit of the engine. May I say something? I still think yes. I haven't gotten I've gotten away with too much with just my incredibly bad role. I would just say having a car suddenly stop would cause Moon to either just be tossed around in the um driving area or maybe just tr- straight up crash out of the windshield. Yeah, my my idea was you hit Max with a car and that's the bad things that happen. Okay. But uh you're right, you're right. I can give you har- harsher punishment. Especially if the defend means that I expose myself to danger or retribution or judgment. I think mm-hmm. just that is the definition of, like, consequences. You, you got a point. You got a point. Uh, you're in a car that's suddenly being stopped. Your head probably hits, like, the steering wheel and you get flung back a little. I'm going to say you get to also take a powerful blow from this. I was hoping you might have gotten the, okay, just take condition. <laughs> Uh, no, condition, I was looking if I could somehow use this opportunity to shift your labels because I don't do that enough. Mm. But uh, that doesn't make that much sense. Okay. Uh, so take a powerful blow, yeah? This has the potential of taking me out. I already have two conditions. <sighs> At least it's not a six, it's a seven. The one time I wanted to be a six, it's a fucking seven. Yeah, you wanted to be <laughs> oh, a no, six, Oh right. no, it's a seven, eight, nine. I mean, nine. you don't have nine. to take a condition from it. That's yeah, good. It's, it's a nine. A nine is... Okay, a nine is still seven to nine. Yeah, I, ju- so, I just remember that I add my the number of conditions I have to that. So, um, I would say, on the one hand, I'm thinking that the you lash out verbally, you provoke a teammate to foolhardy action or take advantage of your influence to inflict a condition, is something that doesn't really fit in a. I was wondering why that was there because why why would you ever choose that? Um, but giving ground, I don't think that makes a lot of sense in the mm-hmm. situation and struggling. I mean, uh, there is a logic to you uh, in this very stressful situation, snapping at Max a little. Yeah, I think uh, snapping a lot because mm-hmm. I think Moon gets like tossed around inside the driver's seat a bit and just the guilt and the terror and all the stuff and then just trying to save Max and being like hurt by her might just cause you feel a wave of like, anger and resentment from moon and like what do you think you're doing i'm trying to help you just just get out of here yourself i can handle this okay i'm gonna say max you inflict uh, that inflicts a condition on you yeah you could take the angry one again (laughs) i think that would make most sense yeah that makes sense because this is super unfair to you (laughs) this is extremely unfair you just stopped her from driving you down yeah you 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 saved um charlotte you saved yourself and now Moon comes yes. in and just. I'm angry again. Okay, yeah. you're angry again. I'm angry again. Do you want to snap back to reality? Oh, there goes gravity. No, uh, <laughs> excavator is still right over there, just so you don't forget about it. Um, I'm just go- basically going to very harshly tell Moon to use um, her telepathic bands to get excavator right now and actually be useful. <laughs> is this a provoking Ooh. someone? <laughs> Um, yeah, why not? <laughs> why? <laughs> I mean, why you are do I arguing open my right mouth? now. You're arguing right now. I'm going to say that as one. That's fun. You haven't rolled enough yet. 
Also, don't forget, if we target one another with our moves, we get a plus one because we have influence over each other. That so is true. You get a plus that one to your roll. <laughs> that is another reason why it was very bad to split up the team. We can't that use is team a 13. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So basically, I'm imagining like uh, you you flip at Max and Max just like looks back at you with like with like the angriest eyes you've ever seen. <laughs> Angry eyes are Aww. not that bad, but just feeling the wave of I mean, yeah. you, I can feel what she's feeling. I'm I'm imagining it like uh, fucking like you're seeing Max right now like entering Super Saiyan mode. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> waves of energy coming off Max of rage energy. If I didn't have the the afraid condition already marked, I would totally take that. Okay, you. Uh, I'm gonna say the provoke someone means you do what they want. So I'm gonna say that move counts as the thing you have to do. So pulling excavator in with your telepathic bands doesn't require an additional move yeah i mean okay. for pcs um they can decide whether they do it or not if they yeah. do it add a team to the pool if they don't do it mark a condition i'm doing it i'm doing it okay you're suddenly very silent uh, as you open up the door of the pickup truck and pull at excavator who who is very heavy and doesn't seem to be a lot of help so actually pulling excavator in is quite difficult, but I'm gonna say you you manage to do it, even if it takes a little bit of time and a little bit of explosions around you. <laughs> so you have excavator in the in one of the front seats. You're in the other front seat. Uh, Max is outside of the pickup truck, and Charlotte and Locksmith are in the back. Do you want to ride with us, or or? Yeah, I mean, I assume I can just get in, right? Yeah. Yeah, then I'm yeah. going to do that. You could also get up back on the hood, uh, back on the uh, back part of the pickup truck. Yeah, I think oh, I might I might do that so I'm closer to the ones that are probably worst off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the building like, is still when you on get fire. Up there, and it was totally our fault. When you get up there, you notice that Charlotte and Locksmith are in a pretty bad state. Yeah. Like, uh, they're, they're red all over. They have, like, actual burns from the explosion before. But what you do notice is that Charlotte basically landed right on top of locksmith when the first explosion hit so locksmith was shielded from most of it but parts of the starbolt costume have actually burned off as a result of that explosion Ooh, which uh, i don't i don't quite remember if charlotte had already done that thing where she wanted to make her new costume out of the old one starbolt left her behind or if this is still like the original starbolt costume she made for herself uh, it's the one she made herself. Okay, so that one is pretty wrecked right now, which would be a cool oh, opportunity no. for the near future oh, to no. make a new one out of yes. the one she was left in, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Given your opportunities. Uh, you you get in the car, and as you basically start to turn the car around oh. in like a three-point turn. <laughs> in the middle of like fire and brimstone, like... Yeah. You, you exactly. make the perfect three-point turn. Oh no, it's not perfect. Uh, Moon I'm going to say you hear something as as barbaric as a car. I'm going to say because this took like a, a quite a while. The things you have been doing in here at this point, you hear. Uh, I'm going to uh, make another move on you as you turn around and like basically are in the middle of your last turn. You hear, hear a loud popping sound outside, and you notice that the car seems to be slacking off in one direction. I think just one of the tires just blew. Yes. Yes, probably. I can still drive the car, right? 
Uh, you can. It's just it it requires, let's say, additional moves at this point. Yeah, I thought so. So to get the car fully out of this fiery hell, I'm gonna say you get to unleash your car driving power <laughs> once more. <laughs> okay, here goes nothing. Don't you dare roll sixes again. I will. I will. I will. I have something really this, fun planned uh, if you roll dice. shit now. It's another six. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> it's a seven with my freak though. Yay! Okay, at least that. <sighs> That's great. That is a success. You you steer the car this. towards the entrance. You are gone. You dice are just gone. <laughs> <laughs> and as you do, you hear another pop outside. And then another one. And then a fourth one. And then a fifth one, and you're not even sure which one that was, because you only have four uh, four wheels on that car. <laughs> but uh, you you drive towards the exit, and it's, it basically turns into, like, you're, you're basically at the speed of, like, a walking aid at this point. <laughs> you're <laughs> relatively... Uh, you're, you're very, very slowly moving towards the door. And as that happens, you see in front of you two of the large engines that were close to the door basically start to bend under the fire. It's been hot enough for long that the metal is uh, turning slightly fluid at this point. And they're basically about to crash and block your way out. Max, please do something. Also, these dice are now... <laughs> dice <retired>. jail. <laughs> I will sell dice them. Dice jail. Go to dice jail. <laughs> Dice Graveyard. They're not going to Dice Jail. They're going straight to Dice Graveyard. They're going to Dice Hell. And with Dice Graveyard, dice I mean now. my Etsy shop. Please check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Max, are you are you doing something? Yes, I feel like at this point I'm probably super worn out and I'm just gonna try to get the rest of my energy and um, mm -hmm, get mm -hmm. us out there as fast as possible by just launching the car out there. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say, hold uh, I up will... the metal till we're through. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say because like th this doesn't this doesn't feel defend to me because you're like also getting yourself out of this situation. So I'm gonna say it's just another unleash your powers. Yeah. Um. I feel like by actually driving the car in that direction and it already having momentum, it might count as helping me doing that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's valid. Also, like Moon told you to do something, so I'm gonna say you can use that team plus one if you need. Good. I have a six, so yes, I'm going to take that. <laughs> valid, <laughs> valid. Yeah, I would just like to tell everyone how that math gets together. I rolled a four. I have a freak mm -hmm. plus two, and I get a team <laughs> plus one. So we barely make it there. <laughs> Nice. Oh, uh, you tell me what happens. There's two melting uh, engines coming towards the entrance. Describe it to me. Paint me a picture. Yeah, I think the car just suddenly with a halt starts going forward super fast. What are you doing? And I don't really have the energy to control the magnetism. So outside we basically just crash uh, on the floor and slide on the non-existent um, wheels along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You slide over, like, the burning pavement right outside, too. Yes. And are basically flung flung around. We have this slow-mo shot that has the building in the background where the car flies over the camera and an explosion from behind of the crashing engines uh, blows outside of the factory. It reminds me of that one scene from Good Omens. 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, I was actually thinking of that scene from the end of Mad Max Fury Road where the car crashes into this, uh, oh, okay. into these falling rocks. <laughs> yes. With the uh, with the electric guitar on the bungee cords <laughs> flying at the camera. Oh yeah. You uh, you come to a halt on the road after the car spins around like one or two times. You hear Moon getting thrown around again because they still yes. did not put on a seatbelt. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say uh, <laughs> uh, Max because this was like a, a mixed success. I'm gonna say you can mark a condition from getting a concussion or something like that. <laughs> Confused. <laughs> I mean, I'm already angry. Mm -hmm. So I feel like at this point I might just feel very insecure because my powers have been failing a lot. Mm. You definitely noticed that you aren't as stable in your magnetic powers as you thought you would be. Yes, and at the end there, I already um, like lost all my stamina. I was at the end there. Mm. That makes sense. So uh, yeah, you you're flung out onto the road, and you're all basically like, except for the ones on the back of the car who are actually unconscious, <laughs> you're all like really close to passing out at this point from all the smoke you inhaled, from like the speed of it all, from the heat. So it takes you. A couple of seconds uh, before you manage to gather your senses enough that you can hear cheering in the distance and it feels kind of comedic in this situation <laughs> because to you it feels like you failed so many times in this situation but apparently that happened far away from the eyes of the public that there is like actual applause <laughs> going on for this daring escape uh, a bit further away Max is so tired, she doesn't even try to pose or do anything. Mm. Oh no. You know, I had the perfect reaction, but that would make a lot more sense if I had the angry condition. But I'm afraid, so it doesn't. Because <laughs> I would just... Uh, you... you know what? I can act angry without having the condition. I think Moon just throws the door open and turns around to the crowd and shouts at them mentally. Don't cheer! Get help! We have three unconscious people in there, at the burning building! This is not the time! And just as you shout that through your mind, you hear a noise that gets louder and louder, close to the noise of a jet engine. It's a noise you've heard before. And as you weakly turn around, <laughs> you see Transistor's yeah! jet bike. Landing in front of the burning building, and she jumps out together with Incent, yeah. uh, who was on the side seat. And they don't have to communicate at all; like they just look at each other as they see the situation. Incent jumps out and gets in front of the building, and you see him like extend his arms, like he's about to hug, and then pulls them towards his chest. And as he does so, all the fire in the building just flies out right into him. <sighs> Like, he, uh, he deletes the fire off of the face of the earth. And as he does so, you can see that his hair basically catches fire into a larger and larger flame. And he moves the fists from his chest slowly and with considerable effort towards the ground. And you can see the fire on top of him die down. Ending in, like, a small, slightly less showy burp as, as like, a cloud of smoke comes out of his mouth. I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Incent might actually be awesome. Transistor slides off of the side of her jet bike and struts towards you, like clearly to check if everything's okay. And she's not the only one who's coming towards the vehicle now. The two members of the union 
uh, of the Meta Human Union who had talked to the audience are also running towards the back of the vehicle uh, and climbing up to where Max is right now to sort of check in on the on the group, uh, on the two people who were inside of the fire. I have a question. Can I? Yes. Can I use my psychic powers to wake someone from unconsciousness? I'm gonna say that's something you could do potentially if you like have enough time. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd say that's an unleash your powers, but I'd say you can do that. Okay. Max, I think I can. I can. I can try something, but it it, it will take some time. Charlotte, okay. okay. Actually, I'm gonna say if you take enough time for it, you don't have to roll for it. Okay. Yeah, you get up on the back of the car and uh, the manager actually also climbs up there and he rummages basically through the pockets of his suit and out of one of them he pulls like a small first aid kit <laughs> and just like goes through that to see what the most important thing is. He doesn't have superpowers, but apparently he has basic first aid training. That's good. And accompanies you. And as that happens, Max is still in the front of the car together with Excavator, who also appears to be unconscious. The whole thing has been pretty harsh on her. And on us uh, all. Transis <laughs> Transistor <laughs> walks basically up to the window of the vehicle and looks inside at Max. What happened? Um, girl on the back got kidnapped. We tried to save her. Building exploded. We needed some saving ourselves. So, are you active here now? Last thing I heard is that you didn't want to be in the SOS. Yep. Acting superhero team for Riverside. Well, good luck with that. She basically like slaps the door. Would like to have a conversation, of course, but also will check on the people in the back yeah. first. How are they doing? They, they're stable. Uh, they seem to be in a pretty bad state. They're probably both going to need a little bit of time in a hospital. No. Uh, because of, you know, pretty harsh burn wounds. Smog inhalation. <laughs> a lot of it. Yes, also that. Kills more people uh, than But they, they're breathing. They're breathing and they're stable currently. Just not conscious. Okay. And with the help of the manager, most of the worst parts are pretty quickly patched up as you try to mentally connect with them. Transistor basically comes back just having checked in on them. She puts her head through the open window of the pickup truck and basically whispers to Max, the two back there, the one with the paper head and the, the, the woman with the pointy face, you wouldn't, they wouldn't happen to be part of the metahuman union. I have no idea what that is. Ooh. Basically a team of vigilantes. We haven't been able to locate them, but we've had basically a an arrest warrant out for them for a couple of months now. Oh no, I mean, why would vigilantes come to an official superhero team? They came to us for help. <laughs> she raises an eyebrow slightly as she looks at Max. Max, if these people are actually vigilantes, then, you know, we need to lock them up. This is an orderly city. Waypoint doesn't allow vigilantism. Except when it's officially sanctioned, of course. It's commentary. <laughs> so what? Politics? I assume someone's trying to influence me here yes uh, someone is using their influence over you and you have the opportunity to reject that influence I would like to do that yes okay so you roll 2d6 with no bonuses alright 
That's an eight. That's an eight. Okay, on a seven to nine, choose one. Clear a condition or mark potential by immediately acting to prove them wrong. Shift one label up and one label down. Your choice. Cancel their influence and take plus one forward against them. I, I don't want to influence you too much, but I kind of get the feeling that with Max being usually a pretty by-the-books person, pretty much accepting superheroing as it's supposed to be, yeah. this could be something where you might b want to shift your labels as a result. Remember in the first, the first time we met Locksmith and she told us that you have to actually lose some of your principles if you want to make it in Riverside? That's the kind hey. of thing that if if it were a TV show, that would be a quick flashback or like a voiceover <laughs> right mm, now. Mm, mm. You do have that flashback in your head right now. It, it does appear. <laughs> yeah, what I think is going to happen is that my superior is going down mm -hmm. and my savior is going up. Savior makes sense. I, I just said savior or danger in this situation. Yeah, but, but I savior think savior makes more well. sense in this situation. Mm, yeah. So that happens. You get to actually choose what labels are shifted. And uh, you, you get to respond. I look at Transistor and I say, you know, the SOS sort of runs the city and makes the rules. So I rejected the SOS. Maybe I reject their rules too. You don't want to go into a territory where you become a criminal yourself to protect other criminals. Well, I'll always choose to be a hero, no matter what that means. Well, when I heard that you guys rejected the SOS, that did make me question that. And I'm still questioning that. Let's say, let's say that. She breathes out, and you get the feeling that she's slightly disappointed, but takes a step back to go back to Incent. Uh, who has smoke coming out of all of his orifices currently. <laughs> oh no. Why did my brain immediately go from, oh, out of, out of his ears? No, out of his butt too. <laughs> yes, of course, obviously. <laughs> There's smoke coming out of both sides of his pants currently. <laughs> oh no. You could just say smoke coming off of him everywhere. You could, you could have just left it at that. I did say that, but you provoked me to say more. No, I did not provoke you to say the one every orifice. That was all well, you, my friend. I guess you failed that provoke someone role. Or it was hey. a mixed success. <laughs> so yeah, you, you, who, whom uh, did you want to wake up first back there? You said they are both stable and just yes. not feeling very well. I think that... Yes. Moon's still feeling very guilty about basically prompting Charlotte to run in there all by herself. Yes. I would say she will try to wake up Charlotte first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you do that. After like a couple of minutes have passed, you manage to uh, bring Charlotte out of her slumber. I think it might just, it, it might be something like trying to get these like very, very faint emotions that you get mm. from like dreaming or consciousness and then just sort of like stoking them like you would a like getting a fire out of a little ember and just tr um, nudging and helping until they are big enough to wake the person up. That's that's good symbolism. It's like stoking a fire, like setting a factory building aflame. <laughs> stoking the fire inside. <laughs> you yeah, you you bring those emotions to the forefront and Charlotte, you wake up feeling absolutely horrible you you feel this horrible feeling of your skin being stretched out all over 
mm-hmm. that you sometimes get when you have like really bad burns or sunburns and or sunburns yeah uh, and just like needles are rammed everywhere and you notice when you move your arms slightly the little you can that your costume has burned off in a lot of parts oh okay charlotte charlotte oh god i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i didn't mean for this to happen i'm oh god i'm so sorry i think weekly it wasn't your fault it was mine i don't believe that (laughs) Sorry, I don't have the energy to do more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, this is not a, a Moonkin sense of sincerity, but with my guilty condition and Moon's general lack of doing anything useful, Moon can recognize that you think that's true, but they don't believe it themselves. Transistor comes back to you together with Incent. If there's nothing else you want to say to us, this might be where we part ways. Moon looks... Does that car still run? No. <laughs> I mean, Okay, maybe. then uh, maybe we'll part ways after I deliver as many of you as possible to a hospital. I mean, not as... I mean, if I get it to my ship, I can make it a hover car, but uh, I don't have the parts with me right now. But Transistor and Moon locks eyes um, with her. This was not an accident. Someone rigged this place to blow up. And we will get them. Well, I'd say I help you wherever you can, but you didn't want to work with the SOS, so this is on you, I think. She turns around and looks at the burnt-out building before getting back on her bike and saying, Anyone need a lift to a hospital? Yes, Charlotte, get on there. Hold on, I'll help you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlotte, and I'm I'm, I'm guessing also, at, at the very least, Locksmith, maybe... Uh, excavator or do you want to deliver them yourselves as many as will fit on there and the rest will maybe um is excavator still in uh, in a rock and metal form yes in a rock and metal form but the rocks uh something you notice when you look at her is that she seems to be also healing pretty quick uh, but in a kind of gross way, because there were cracks in the in the brick part, and those seem to be healing with skin Ew. between Ew. the cracks. Um, so Moon directs but, yeah. their thoughts at the manager and salesman. Uh, does she need a hospital, or does she sort of just turn into like coal or something and then turn back to human? She probably doesn't, but Locksmith definitely does. Okay. I just don't know if we should sent them with her and he like not just slightly a transistor still like doing all of this telepathically i will not let i heard what they were talking about up front i will not let anything happen to her not again all right then you better go with them okay can i ride on the motorcycle part with transistor and put them in the the sidecar uh, there's like additional seats that can basically be extended all right because it's very cool Right, I remember we we rode with Transistor yeah. before. Like, yeah. Max, you coming too? Actually, the manager will kind of try to stop Max and say, could you maybe come back to our base with us just to check if everything's okay? We don't really have anyone active with us who has powers right now and they knew where we were. You're right, you're right. Uh, Moon, you got this? I got this, I think. All right. So everyone except for Max, the manager and salesman, get on the bike 
and Transistor lifts it into the air. Incense stays behind a little bit because he has to check inside the building. All right, then that's a goodbye, I think. Not gonna lie, don't know what to make of you, Max, she says as she looks down at Max. Well, see you soon, I guess. She she smiles a little bit and within like a couple of seconds, she, uh, the bike is out of sight because it's very fast. You and the two remaining active members of the union uh, make your way back to the garage headquarters of the organization. And even while you're just a little bit away from it, while you're still like one or two streets away, you can see that the manager suddenly freezes up. Oh, shit. And starts running. And you notice really quickly what it was. And it's the smell of smoke in the air. Oh, not again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, we had enough fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I run with him. Yeah, the the three of you run around the corners, around the edges of the roads, and you make your way over to the garage door, which is flung open. And as you see, as you see it, you're not the only ones here. A small group of people has gathered around it, and everything is burnt out. Like, uh, this isn't, uh, this is a smoldering fire. It's been burning for a while. You can also see that a few emergency vehicles have managed to make their way here and uh, try, uh, are in the process of dealing with the fire already. But the smoke makes it very hard to see anything. And you see the manager sort of stumble towards it and fall onto his knees and ripping, like, in a stressed way at the paper bag. And tearing small bits of it off. I knew it. I knew this was a fucking trap. Well, I guess we failed on the whole then. This... We... Everything's in... Everything was in there. It's... What are we supposed to do? We have... Half of our team is out of commission. Everything we have has been burned down to nothing. Like, all our evidence was in there. Everything we gathered. Well, let's regroup at our headquarters, I guess. He he collapses and beats with his fist onto the pavement. And Salesman walks up on his back and, like, gets down on his knees as well and, like, pats his shoulder and basically hugs him tight while the manager kind of loses it. Aww. And... Max, as you look around at the scene, your eyes follow the smoke and you can see the smoke moving up atop the garage and you get the feeling that through the smoke you see a figure standing up there and you don't get to see it long because it vanishes in in the remains of the fire but you see it looking down at you. You see a set of eyes trapped in the darkness behind a tan mask with a brown mustache modeled onto it, a top hat on top of him, and uh, a frock as the only clothing he wears except for a hoodie underneath 
currently with his hood down. So you can see that behind the mask, a mass of brown hair hangs down both sides of his face. So it's, it's just going to be the Monopoly man, isn't it? Oh my god, it's the Monopoly man! <laughs> <laughs> you get a slight little glance of the villain behind the story before he gets away. You get a glance of Mr. Monopoly. (laughs) 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 And that's where we'll end this episode. Wow. Is this a really bad time to tell you that Monopoly is my least favorite board game? Uh, That's the perfect time to tell me that. (laughs) I mean, he's the villain after all. Yeah, that is true. That that was the second arc. We're gonna have a regroup in the next episode, yeah. which is gonna be another like smaller mm-hmm. side stories episode. Aside from that, should we put the um, end of session stuff there then? Uh, we can do the end of session stuff now. I think if we want to. We could also. Uh, um, what might be an idea is that we um, think about which thing we're going to pick and then build like a little scene around that. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah, let's do that for next time. And then we can play it out next time when the group gets back together after everything that happened. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. I've been because kind of there was definitely a take. lot of, yeah, there was definitely a lot to talk about that happened this episode yeah. <laughs> and the last few yeah. for the team. And I mean, we still have the end of session thing. I did not expect this episode to be so fighting the fire heavy. <laughs> Uh, I did not think that it would be such a large large part of the episode. But then again, I didn't think that the elevator p- uh, fight would be as l- large a part of that episode as it was. Just what... Uh, I, I just wanted to ask you, how, 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 how did you like it? Did you have fun? Yeah, it was very <laughs> tense. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was super tense. That's cool. I wanted it to be tense. And I actually so, like so failing for once, like really failing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, this, like this whole arc, I feel much more than I intended it to kind of became the, oh, we have actually a lot of issues. Yeah. <laughs> arc. And I think it works out really yeah. well. There's a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm glad. I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you had fun. And I'm, but I'm excited. I'm excited for whatever happens next. Sunny, I'm really sorry that you didn't didn't get to do much this episode. It, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Sunny blew um, up right at the start. I'm sadly. I'm totally fine with it. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, we did need to catch up in terms of potential. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, true. true I true, failed true. so much before. Uh, who yeah. who leveled up? I did. Nice. I need one more. Okay, you're you're very close. You can get that maybe in the after thing. Uh, I think there's also an option that can give you potential. Like that's definitely something. That By can the way, potential. I wrote down my conditions, and it's just like guilty crossed out, angry crossed out, angry insecure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, me on a normal day. Exactly. That's just like my emotional state throughout the day. Either way. We hope you, the audience, also had fun with this, uh, with everything breaking down. <laughs> I enjoy when characters suffer, so I, I hope you do too. And I do. hey, tr- Transistor came Yay. back. Yay! It wasn't a great reunion as I hoped it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very problematic, but that makes it interesting. The thing is, I feel like Max has now a personal mission of proving herself to Transistor specifically. Mm. I mean, you also both have electric power, so yeah. isn't also one of your uh, like super advancement options that you can take on the legacy of yes. someone? Hmm? I can switch mm. over to the legacy playbook. Options. <laughs> but yes, we're gonna do the end of story thing stuff next time in another like smaller episodes with smaller parts that it's made up of. 
and we'll see what our characters are doing in the next one. Until then, I'm gonna wish you guys two great weeks. Hope you have fun at the start of or end of whatever month we upload this. And until next time in the superhero city of Waypoint, bye-bye. Bye. 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 bye.